gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bulls Scripted. And we are here with some exciting goddamn crack'em news. But before we get into that, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet. Follow my dude Goose at Bulls Scripted and follow me at Buzz on Tap. And anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure you're giving us a five-star rating and review. Goose, we got a head coach, man. And it's not in the norm either. It's not another rookie head coach. It's nothing like that. It's it's fucking Billy Donovan. It's huge. I mean, that that was something that completely caught me off guard today. Um, you know, of course they have to you know announce it at dinner time and shit. So I'm trying to scramble to get the computer and call you right away. Be like, we have to record. We have to make our triumphant return because this is huge news, man. How are you feeling about this? I'm kind of in a state of shock. Just like you. Um, you know, the other day a report came out from Shams that the Bulls were impressed with Udoka, Wes Unseld, uh, Kenny Atkinson, and Darvin Ham. That those were ultimately their finalists. The Bulls were supposed to cut it down to three or four candidates by Friday. We never got official news directly from them on what the situation there was. Apparently... Shams was uh, fed some shammy information because... Uh, <laughs> That's a pun. It is. That <laughs> was. Wow. I'm glad you got that. Um, <laughs> you know, because Billy's name is nowhere around there, and I genuinely, I didn't know Billy Donovan was willing to take a job on a rebuilding team. I was thinking maybe Indiana, uh, maybe New Orleans somewhere where there's a more guaranteed playoff situation. But as a Bulls fan, like, I, I guess you got to be excited. You can't call the Bulls cheap. They hired Jim Boylan, and they, they're paying a real fucking coach now. Right. I to go, to go back to your point about you were surprised for the rebuild, I thought Indiana and I thought New Orleans because you have a chance to go coach a lot of young talent in Indiana. But you have a – I thought he was going to have, like, a legitimate shot to go coach, like – Zion Williamson or something like that. And you and obviously we know Billy Donovan's track record with elite uh, young talent when it is time in Florida. And, you know, he showed that when he came to OKC too. Yeah, he had, you know, <clears throat> I believe the first year he was there he had KD and Russ, and then, Russ, you know, KD left, I believe. And then um, maybe he didn't have KD. I can't actually remember. But the young talent that was on Oklahoma City – Billy Donovan helped get the most out of him, and I'm, I'm super excited that he took on this challenge, but there is a difference between both of those cities that you named. As fun as New Orleans could be for some people, I think that we both can admit that Chicago's way fucking better than New Orleans, and Chicago's, I mean, do we even really need to speak on Indiana right now? I mean, what the fuck? There's corn there. That's about it. So I, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, maybe he took it for location. Maybe he had a good uh, relationship with AK and Mark Eversley, so... I'm on again, man. I'm on. I'm on cloud nine about this. This is a huge, huge pickup for the Chicago Bulls. No, I mean, I'm. I'm more so in a state of shock. I, I can't say that Billy Donovan was my top candidate. Um, you know, for me, it's really hard to judge coaches because on one spectrum you have Billy Donovan who had Russ and KD, um, and then you know MVP Russ. And he's got this awesome winning percentage, and if you're going off that, he was the best candidate available. 
but you have to look at the talent that he had at his disposal at the same time. And then you look at somebody like Kenny Atkinson, who didn't have that kind of talent at his disposal, who was also heavily rumored to be in the front running for the Bulls, who somewhat overachieved. Some would argue Billy underachieved. But um, until proven otherwise, we have no reason not to have faith in Mark Eversley and Arturis Karnasovas. So here we are. We have a new coach. Uh, Bulls are in day two of their Bulls bubble. Hopefully Billy can get in there. And, you know, the timing of that aspect is pretty damn good. I know a lot of Bulls fans are getting anxious. Oh, I was definitely anxious. I mean, we had the players there, and I'm just kind of sitting there thinking, I'm like, is Fleming taking the charge of this until they really get someone in? Or, like, you know, and then there's the history with Fleming and Atkinson. So that's what I was thinking, dude. I was thinking Kenny Atkinson because, you know, okay, they're going to they're gonna announce Kenny Atkinson eventually. It's got to be coming up now that they're in their Bulls bubble. Fleming knows that offensive system like the back of his hand. That's going to be the announcement. When it, when it came to be Billy Donovan, I was – Again, I was in shock, and in five seasons as an NBA head coach, Goose, he's he, he's uh, been in 400 games. He's 243 and 157. It's 60%, almost 61% winning percentage. But like I said, if you're going off the record, you, you can't pick a better option right now. Right, and um, again, in going to college, he's had a ton, a ton of just blazingly great um things said about him from the you know the likes of Joakim Noah and Bradley Beal and you know what Bradley Beal doubled down today I don't know if you saw his tweet but he quoted I did I was actually just about to bring that up yeah he quoted I think it was Woj's tweet that he had quote tweeted it was just yes and you know I thought that was really cool um you know I I wouldn't be mad to have Bradley Beal in a Bulls uniform no I don't want to get that far ahead but um you know it's cool to see it, it I'm gonna let you touch on this too but from where I'm sitting again, you remember what Mark Eversley said when he got here too. He wants to make the Bulls cool again, right? I mean, and I thought that was a pretty cool thing to say because we've been kind of a, a laughing stock or not taken seriously since D Rose hasn't been here. Even when we had Jimmy and the three alphas, no one took us seriously. Now we look cool. Now we look like we have a front office. We have a we have a players front office that's going to make right decisions. And we have a player's coach that players want to come play for. And i that's a complete 180 where we were just three months ago. No, I mean, I don't have uh, feelers out to all the stars that are going to be available in 2021. But I do know that Jim Boylan was on the top of the list of coaches that people didn't want to play for. Um, I don't recall seeing Billy Donovan's name on that list. And even so... Um, I, we definitely made an upgrade. Like I said, I'd be lying to say that Billy was my top choice. Um, his record hopefully speaks for itself. Coaches are the one thing where I feel situation matters a lot. Um, but the fact that a coach with that record is confident enough to come into a place like Chicago and take a team that is in the current state that it is and be the face of that tells me that Billy's either really fucking confident in himself to do this job because he doesn't want that record tarnished. You know, a bad stint here means never getting a job anywhere else again. Right. Um, so he's either really confident in himself or he sees something here on this roster um, that he wants to be a part of. Um, I'm welcome to both of those options. And I'm, I'm just excited. We, we, we have, 
at least the semblance. We've got to see how it plays out still. We can't throw no damn parades yet. But we have the semblance of a culture being built, and that is fucking exciting. Right, and again, I think like you know my level of excitement's through the roof right now, and I know yours is too. You weren't expecting it, but this goes back to one of our last podcasts before our little hiatus there, because there was really no Bulls news coming out. We could sit there and talk about theoretical trades, like a lot of the, and no hate to the other podcasts whatsoever. I want the Bulls community to grow, but I I, I can't talk about do, theoretical you know, trades all day, bro. Right, you shitting on me too. Huh? I am, I am not. I, I see it. We don't record podcasts an hour long talking about how we think that we could trade Zach Levine for God. I, we don't do that. So I'm I'm just saying that we we, we we went on hiatus for a little bit, and in one of our last podcasts that we record, you and I both were on the same page about I don't really want to bring in a guy with no head coaching experience. And I know that you were kind of there. We're like, no, there's a couple guys that I'm looking at. And I was like, man, I just want to get somebody that's not a rookie head coach because I feel like every time we've done that, we crashed and burned. So that that's why I think I'm over the moon about it. This is a guy that's proven. This is a guy that has rapport with not only front offices in the league, but players in the league. And I think that's going to take us a really long way. I really do. It's not going to happen overnight. I'm not saying the Bulls are going to come out and get to the Eastern Conference Finals next year because of Billy Donovan, but it's a step it's a giant step in the right direction. And, you know, I, I like the way that AK and Eversley are doing things. You know, the next move is, <laughs> I know this is going to sound Homer, but you bring in Joakim Noah back to this team and have him be, you know, have him be like a little veteran presence. He's already, he knows Billy Donovan. He kind of, he might know the system, not, not the system. I know he, Billy had to adapt coming into the NBA, but he knows his coach, and he can help guide some of these younger younger players into uh, get you know helping Billy get the most out of them. It's just there's so many different possibilities that are running through my mind right now. It's like I, I got total ADHD, but uh, I'm totally for it. No, Nick Friedel actually shared that same sentiment of bringing Joe Key Noah back. He did. The... Yes, he I'm did. Blo- I'm, blo- time... I'm blocked. Oh, you're blocked. Well, it's okay. It was the first time I agreed with Nick, and probably like. Three or four years. So, <laughs> um, no, he actually echoed the same sentiment that you just suggested, being you know, Joakim Noah could be the Udonis Haslam is the the reference that he used for the Chicago Bulls. You know how he has been for Miami. You know you can have that locker room presence that helps you uh, take that forward, which also allows you to trade Thaddeus Young if you so see fit. Um, if there's a mutually beneficial deal out there for that. Um, I definitely wouldn't be itching and scratching to give that away because I do think he's a productive player and a great veteran. Um, There's nothing wrong with having multiple veterans. It's not like Joakim Noah is going to command a lot of money. Um, You know know what I mean? So I I think that keeping Thad – and I think Thad got a raw deal last year too. I mean, you and I talked about that a million times. He wasn't used the right way, and you saw it in his personality. He's been the constant professional – no matter where he's been, whether that was Indiana, whether that was Brooklyn, you know, I mean, and for his rookie year, right. You know, and he, he comes over here and Boylan doesn't know what he's doing. And yeah, I can see why he's fucking pissed off, man. You know, so I wouldn't mind, I would not mind having a couple good, you know, veteran bigs and, you know, Thad is more of a hybrid, but you know, vet, a couple veterans in a locker room with, the, I mean, they're outnumbered by the young guys, obviously. You know, it's not a bad thing to have. You know, it's not a bad thing to have. And <laughs> I can't believe I'm agreeing with Nick Friedle either. That sucks. 
<laughs> but I, I don't know, man. I missed, I'm looking forward to a lot of things, and I don't think the Bulls are done yet. Once once this season, the bubble gets wrapped up here and whatever the NBA well, no, that's That's the one thing that we, we kind of touched on and then bounced right over was you have Fleming and Rodgers in quarantine about to leave this camp, and you have Billy Donovan coming in. Are, are they going to be staying in the bubble? Because I'm sure with a coach like Billy, he has – you know, the leeway with his front office that, hey, I want my guys. I was going to agree. I was about to bring that up to you, too. What are they going to do with those? Like, it, it's not going to no, be because everything we've heard from Cowley, and no offense to Joe, I've actually talked to Joe. He's a nice guy. But everything that I would, like, they were saying, like, well, oh, you know, Pax and Jerry still want these guys and they're going to stay. Like, obviously, that's not the case here. So if Billy wants to come in and clean house on that assistant coaching staff, it's going to fucking happen, right? It has to, right? No, yeah. There's, but the, the, Billy Hire says one thing, and that's Arturis has Michael and Jerry's pocketbook open when it comes to coaching staff and hopefully player development. And we start rounding all that shit out as, you know, the draft didn't get pushed back until November 18th. I think they've solidified that date. Um, don't even know if they're going to be able to have in person workouts with these prospects. It's all going to be tape. Um, which is tricky because from what I'm reading, the players and their agents might even be able to edit the tape that they're sending in. So you're going to be getting, like, highlight reels. Huh. Um, <laughs> you just, just go to YouTube. No, I mean, so it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes because I was just reading there's going to be, like, neutral sites, um, depending on where you're located at. Um, to go in, to do your testing, to do your medicals, to do your measurements, do your shooting drills and uh, stuff of that nature like you would do in a traditional combine in a controlled setting. But it's really not looking or sounding like they're going to be able to have prospects into their own facilities to have their medical staffs look at the players and go about things that way. So this draft is extremely unorthodox in the sense that we don't have as much footage on these players as we usually do because all the seasons ended early due to the pandemic. Right. We, we don't, don't have height or the understanding of pressure and playing in the moment for March Madness. Um, I think three, four, five of the top prospects, or at least the lottery prospects, are all European prospects. I love basketball, but I know I haven't watched that many full live games of these guys overseas. So... This is a very unorthodox draft, and I think we're really lucky as a fan base to have AK and Mark coming in for this offseason with their connections in European basketball and the Nike camps and all that kind of stuff. We have a fresh perspective coming to a draft with a lot of unknowns. That's a really good point, too, because I'm trying to look. I was starting to look at film of how Billy used Russell, and then I was looking at film on how Billy used CP3, and obviously those two are perennial all-stars. One's an MVP, for God's sake, so they're going to play their game no matter what. But I was watching a little bit of film. I want to say it was yesterday, actually. I was just watching film on that because we had an article at um, written over at ONTAP Sportsnet about Billy Donovan being the next head coach of the Bulls that was just released like, like a couple days ago. And uh, I think it was our boy Justin who wrote about that. He was with us when we were uh, watching the draft lottery, and he... You know, he was throwing out all those positives. So I, you know, got the kids down to bed, was watching some film and some baseball. And I'm going to tell you now, 
I, a lot of people aren't going to like this, as I know a lot of people are off on this bandwagon, but my God, Billy Donovan with LaMelo Ball is something that is so intriguing to me with an open-floored, like a, a quick-paced, open-floored concept offense. And that is something that I was kind of looking at when I was you know, watching film. Obviously, you and I are pissing in the wind here. I don't know if you're still high on the LaMelo train or if you're looking at Denny or if you're looking, you know, whoever you're looking at. Or Killian Hay, whoever. But obviously we're pissing in the wind here because, like you said, we don't have the film. What was that? I didn't say anything. I'm just, I'm chilling. Oh, my God. I thought I heard something. I'm going fucking crazy here. But obviously we don't have, um, we, don't, we don't have the film on them. But I, I look at a guard like LaMelo Ball, Goose, and I'm like, holy shit. With Billy Donovan, that would be fucking dope. No, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm kind of all in on LaMelo. In terms of this draft, have you is, gone all in? I mean, he is the player to take a swing on. I'm hoping AK wants to take the swing. Obviously, he drafted Michael Porter. Yeah, uh, he's he got did. some options about him that you know are tough to swallow. I don't think AK is the kind of guy that's going to let somebody's personal opinions or the way that they carry themselves off of a basketball floor unless he feels that it's detrimental. Um, I don't think he'd ever let something like that stop him from taking the most talented player available in, in this draft. Uh, I think that's the mellow ball, and he also fits our greatest need, which is a playmaker. Um, so I don't know how much I'd be willing to give on top of four to guarantee that you get him. But from, say, Golden State's standpoint, as long as Minnesota doesn't trade out of that pick, for Golden State, trading back to four, you're going to save a couple million dollars a year and what you're paying on that rookie contract for the player that you draft. They're probably still going to get the guy they want because they don't want LaMelo. They probably want Denny or Acaro or one of, you know, a wing or a versatile player, something of that nature that you're going to be able to get at four that you don't have to take it to. So why take that player at two? Pay them more money per year when you could trade back in a mutually beneficial deal. I don't know what that deal looks like for the Bulls and the Warriors, but th- that may be something there to explore. You don't pick in the top five, the top four very often. You know, last year we started fourth. We ended up seventh. So, damn it. And we just hired Billy Donovan. So if you're taking a swing, you know, we're not tanking next year. Billy didn't just sign up to come here and. Throw basketball. And that's exactly what I was going to say. You're absolutely right. We are not trying to tank next year. That's not, you don't bring in a coach like Billy Donovan to fucking tank. You don't do it. You don't do it. So, going full steam ahead. So, maybe they're trying to trade that pick for a veteran. I feel GSW is trying to do that. I feel there's other teams that are trying to do that because people are scared of this draft. It's going to be easy to swing and miss. Um, But if I'm going to swing and miss, I'm going to swing and miss on a six to eight. Um, elite playmaker who hasn't even filled out into his body yet, he might be able to play the three. He might end up being six foot ten. You know, you might be looking at the next Giannis, but he's already got the feel and the smoothness to his game. And I, I'm kidding. It's probably not going to be Giannis. He's not going to bulk up like that. Please, please don't quote me on that and get excited like that. That, um, was, that, that was an overreaction. <laughs> yeah, overreaction. But six eight playmaker. Probably already can shoot a basketball better than Giannis, even if it's ugly as shit. Um, 
Melo is the kid to take the swing on in this draft. After that, for me, I'm kind of starting to look at Okoro um, as like that a, player that I like Okoro. I like Okoro, but I, I like Denny too. And I just if the Bulls trade so, back, I won't be mad. Um, but I just like Denny because I feel like he's got a really he's got a decent good he's he's got a good first step. And I know that our boy Fred will be like he was shooting in an open gym, but it looks like he's working on a shot. Um, the one I will give you one knock on his game besides his defense. His defense is a little suspect, but people said the same shit about Luka Doncic, and everybody and their fucking mother will take him right now. Not comparing Denny to Luka. I'm just saying oh, see, it was a comparison. See, there you go. There you go. That was I an overreaction. In, in, in terms of playmaking, and now you went to Luka. That, that was an We're overreaction. Just... Um, <laughs> I just don't like Denny dribbling to the left. I don't know if you've watched any film on that. I don't like him with his offhand. It doesn't seem to work. So he, well, I don't know if you I, could teach that yeah, either. You can teach that. I mean, that's just repetition, repetition, repetition. But unfortunately, at four in this draft, um, guys only seem how to know how to use one hand because Hayes is the complete opposite. He's a lefty who can't use his fucking right. Right. Um, so, you know, and that's why for me it's like, all right, you're never at four. It can't be too hard to get up to four to Golden State because they're probably more willing to a role player. They have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. They're looking at contending right now. Yeah, having the the next guy up for when this dynasty is over would be nice, but at the same time, you're trying to compete now. So a guy like Denny probably fits them better um, than LaMelo Ball. So if they can get Denny at four and we can get LaMelo at two, I'm really hoping that we can get him. But at the same time, if you're the Bulls, do you sit pretty because you know that they don't want LaMelo? Do you think Jordan's going to take LaMelo in Charlotte? Like, no, this draft is it's killing me. And we got to wait all the way until fucking November 18th for it, and I'm going to lose my mind. I'm just hoping Jordan takes James Wiseman. And you know he, yep. lo- he, you know he loves the big guys. So you he go you go ahead. Adamson. Uh, Brandon Wright, uh, Mecca Okafor, Kwame Brown, Kwame Brown, <laughs> Cody Zeller, <laughs> PJ Washington's been good. We're not going to throw him in there. Um, but yeah, no, MJ loves his bigs, which is hilarious because he only ended up in Chicago because they didn't take somebody Bowie. drafted a big man over him. Yep, absolutely. So you got any final thoughts before we ride out into the sunset on this one? Um, you know, do you have any final thoughts on what the Bulls did today? I know we went crazy and we just did a lot of good draft talk. Um, oh, shit. One thing I do want to say to you real quick before we get off here is uh, Zach Levine has already reacted to the Billy Donovan hire. And that's while he All was right. live streaming Call of Duty. And he says he's a really good coach. Yeah. So that's what Zach said during his live stream of Call of Duty that he's a really good coach. You know Zach's gonna play it cool. He's not gonna go fucking let you know start screaming. Let's go. He wants to. He wants to play the professional, which I respect about Zach. I really do. But you gotta you gotta think he's probably like fuck. Thank God. Thank God. Oh yeah. I mean Zach Levine, as we've pointed out many times on this show, has yet to have a coach. I think Jim Boylan is the coach he's had the longest. Right. Um, other than that, you know, he had Flip and Sam Mitchell, then Thibs. He got injured in the Thibs season, traded here, Fred Hoiberg, Jim Boylan, now Billy Donovan. So Zach's got two years left on his contract. Whether he gets an extension or not is to be seen. Um, but two years with Billy Donovan would be a good place to start for consistency for Zach. 
Uh, he doesn't have to worry about a coach that's trying to find his footing. He gets an established coach that knows how to handle MVP caliber players, uh, and maybe he can help elevate Zach to that level. Once again, over exaggeration, but um, to overreaction. What? It's both. All right. Um, but no, I'm excited. Uh, like I said, it's not the coach that I wanted. I definitely thought things were swaying towards Unsell Jr. Uh, I was on the MAU Doka train for a long time, uh, but I'm I'm fully fully on board with Billy Donovan and whatever Acme you're trying to do until they uh, screw up, and then we can put up billboards again. God damn, that got dark. <laughs> yeah, I, my my closing statement with this whole thing is is you know I didn't know if it was gonna be Billy Donovan or not. We again we had actually another article at, over at on tap that had a uh, West West Unsell Jr. There it was a, a coaching profile on him and somebody you know one of our other writers was looking at him as well. Um, I do take solace and I do take comfort in knowing that I I know that AK and Mark Eversley did everything they possibly could to make the best decision. And I truly believe they did that. And I, and that's why I feel so good about this is because I haven't had a front office, you know, within the Bulls organization that I've truly believed in. Have I defended some of their, uh, their moves in the past? Absolutely. I have, because I thought they were good for the team. Um, but yeah. I, I, I never felt confident that they were going to, you know, without Derek Rose, I never felt confident that we were going to really contend for a championship um even the back in the day you know i love kirk and, and and bg and lou and all those guys but before Derek got there i never thought we were a legitimate contender for a title um ak kind of brings that to me because if you look at a team right now goose that he helped build in, in denver and what they're doing right now and i know i know they're down to the lakers i understand that but they're young and they have a lot of key talent that's not even at their peak yet. So I love the hire Billy Donovan. I think they did their due diligence with every candidate, and I'm ready to fucking ride, dude. I'm, I'm hyped. No, yeah, they did so much diligence that people were starting to wonder if they're even going to hire a coach for next season. <laughs> well, you know they say about the MLB managers are obsolete. I don't think the same. I don't agree with that, and I don't agree with. Uh, I don't agree with a lot of people saying that coaches are just as good as their talents. I think that. Popovich has proven that wrong time and time again. Um, you know, I think Pop's a great coach, you know, and I think that um, I think this is a great hire from the Bulls, man. But that's all I got. you have anything else uh, before we ride out in the sunset here? No, nope, I ain't got anything to crack open and chug with you, so I think we can ride out into the sunset. Right on. Everybody be short. You're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at BullsOnTap, at ontapsportsnet. And anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure you give us a five-star rating and review because that shit's cool and tough. Like I let out the last podcast, we'll be back when we're back. Let's go Bulls. <laughs>